Welcome to the Health From Home podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Uremko, a naturopathic doctor and mother, and I passionately believe that health is about so much more than the absence of disease. In this podcast, we draw upon my years of experience as a naturopathic doctor and family wellness expert and dive into how mind, body, spirit, and community all come together to create true health from home. Hello and welcome. Today we're going to be talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and that is sleep. So we'll be looking at how sleep impacts the immune system and how we can improve our immune system by improving our sleep. So I want to start off by addressing what I will call the elephant in the room. And that is, is that in Canada and the United States, we very much undervalue sleep. So we don't prioritize sleep. We have a lot of sayings or ideas that, you know, sayings like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead or sleep is for the weak. And these kinds of ideas perpetuate this chronic sleep insufficiency that we have as a society. It's estimated that somewhere between one third and up to 40% of our population is sleep deprived or at least sleep, not getting adequate sleep. And we know that not getting enough sleep leads to lower life expectancy. It increases inflammation. And today, most of our chronic illnesses are inflammatory. So a lot of the chronic illnesses that we are seeing are due to increased inflammation. And we know that not getting enough sleep increases inflammation. So a lot of our illnesses today are caused by, or at least confounded, by not getting enough sleep. And if we were to get more sleep, it would actually help reduce uh, some of those illnesses. In terms of like colds and flus, things like that, we also know that not getting enough sleep decreases our immune system's ability to resist infection. So, you know, most of us have actually probably experienced this at some point in time. Maybe you had to pull an all-nighter as a student or you had several days where you just didn't get enough sleep for whatever reason. Maybe your kids were up or sick or you were stressed about something or you're out partying too much or whatever. Life happens and you get exposed to something and you are sick right away. And it might, you know, under normal circumstances that wouldn't have caused you to get sick. But because you didn't have enough sleep for the last day or two, you're now sick. So most of us can appreciate that. The other thing too is we know that being tired leads to increased car accidents. And this is actually something that's quite quite scary. So as a society, we very much don't accept, you know, driving under the influence, you know, being under the influence of alcohol or or drugs. And and rightfully so, we shouldn't be accepting that because it can be very fatal and cause all kinds of damage. But we don't have the same uh, opinion when it comes to driving tired. And driving really tired also causes a lot of fatalities. And it's actually interesting that when our clocks 
spring ahead because of like daylight savings times, we actually see an increase in fatal car accidents on the following day and the following Monday. And in the fall, when the clocks fall behind and people get an extra hour of sleep, we actually see a subsequent decrease in fatal car accidents. And so that really shows like a direct effect from this getting an extra hour of sleep versus getting one less hour of sleep that it is increasing car accidents or decreasing car accidents in the case of getting that extra hour of sleep, which you can infer to mean that many people are probably not getting enough sleep regularly. There's also links of um, poor sleep or lack of sleep and obesity. And that's something that's definitely very prevalent in our society today. So I think I've belabored the point that sleep is super important and I will continue to focus more on the immune system right now. There is a, a common cold study that they exposed a group of people to the rhinovirus, so a common cold virus. And the study found that the people who had slept less than seven hours were three times more likely to get infected and to have symptoms from the same exposure as the, as the people in the group that slept more than eight hours. So that is, is quite telling right there. So common cold, if you're sleeping less than seven hours, you are three times more likely to, to get symptoms than someone who is sleeping more than eight hours. In Canada, Health Canada recommends that we get seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And one of the things I find in clinic is that a lot of times people think, well, I'm getting seven and a half hours of sleep or eight hours of sleep, for example. They, they might feel chronically tired and have all kinds of issues. But when I ask about sleep, they're like, no, I sleep enough because they're within that time. So like I mentioned, seven and a half, maybe eight hours. But are you waking without an alarm? And do you feel refreshed upon waking? If the answer to that is no, then you're probably not getting enough sleep or you're not getting good enough quality of sleep. And there are a lot of things that can be impacting sleep quality. And I'm not able to go into all of those today. And I'm going to be focusing more on the basics of prioritizing sleep and things that can help improve sleep quality when we're not prioritizing it or giving it what I would consider its due respect. <laughs> uh, but the, the whole idea of that seven to nine hours is that that's where most people fall. For myself, I need eight and a half to nine hours. If I get eight hours of sleep at night, I don't feel good the next day. That is not enough for me. For someone else, that might be plenty. So there is individual variations. The other thing too, is that different times, you know, like if you're sick, for example, you probably need more sleep. If you're under a lot of stress, if you're doing a lot of work, all of those things will require more sleep. Um, so it's not that, oh, I'm an eight and a half hour a day sleeper and every day of my life, from now until I'm a senior, I need eight and a half hours. 
It doesn't quite work that way. It, it will vary day to day. Um, and then the other point that I wanted to make, so with seniors, they actually require a little bit less sleep at night in general. Um, and Health Canada has them at, you know, six to eight hours, but oftentimes there's sort of cat naps during the day and things like that. So um, I focus more on that seven to nine hours for, for most adults. Now, when it comes to kids, kids in general need more sleep, particularly, well, really small, like babies, they're sleeping a lot during the day and night. Um, but teenagers, teenagers can need like 10 to 13, maybe even 14 hours of sleep. And quite often they are super sleep deprived. Understanding that kids need, often need a lot more sleep at night is, and, and allowing them to have that sleep is really critical. Um, when it comes to teenagers, one thing that I really want to stress is that their internal clock, it runs a little differently than small children and adults. So it's kind of later. They typically want to go to bed later and then they want to sleep in until late. And that's a natural, normal um, cycle for adolescents and into your early 20s. Um, but a lot of times like school starts early in the morning and so they're forced to get up and but it's hard for them to go to bed early because that's not where their natural internal rhythm is and that can create a lot of struggle so if you're a parent of a teenager and you're hearing this and you're like okay i'm gonna put my teenager to bed or try to encourage them to go to bed really early that's probably gonna backfire on you um, so just being aware that that whole like going to bed later waking up later is normal in that age group it can be helpful when we look at babies and their sleep at night, like infants, so one month old, for example, they're waking frequently, typically, to feed. And when we look at data at how long one month old infants sleep at night, there is huge variation between children. So on average, they sleep somewhere between six to 12 and a half hours at night. That is a massive amount of difference. And I think as parents, we often get really worked up over, is my kid not sleeping enough too much? And so just understanding that there's this massive difference with babies um, can be helpful. By the age of two, that difference has decreased slightly. And when you look at how much time two-year-olds spend, sleeping at night, it's between seven and 12 and a half hours. So it's still a massive difference. Now, a two-year-old that's sleeping seven hours at night probably is having a couple of naps during the day. Um, but right now I'm talking more about the, the night sleeping um, and the whole idea of like sleep during the day and night and all of that. Um, the the biggest thing is is going back to that symptom like do you do you wake up feeling refreshed for your kids sometimes it can be hard for you to know usually like when kids wake up happy that's a good sign that they're refreshed sometimes kids can take a little bit of time to wake up and they might be a little bit of groggy but after a few minutes or so they come to and they're fine that's good but a lot of times kids, um, their behavior 
is a good indicator of whether they're getting enough sleep. So if they have really poor behavior, that can often be because they're not getting enough sleep. So those are just things to sort of be mindful of and to really prioritize sleep. And I I will often get patients to put their bedtime in their day planner. And I'm not talking about children, I'm talking about adults. Because again, we don't prioritize it. We end up doing a whole bunch of other things that we push through in the evening and at night past when we start to feel tired to get certain things done. And it's always at the expense of sleep. So I'm really encouraging everybody to try and get more sleep. And if you're somebody that maybe you are struggling to fall asleep, some of the things to think about are the basics of sleep hygiene. So basics of sleep hygiene is that the room that you're sleeping in should be cool and dark. If the room is too hot, you probably won't sleep well. We, you know, all of us on a hot summer night probably know that feeling very well. Not having extra light, so the room should be dark. Um, And part of that extra light also includes like screens, televisions, your phone, things like that. So for at least one hour before bed, there should be no screen time. Um, Some studies show up to two hours before bed, there should be no screen time. What would you do in the evening if you couldn't watch a screen for two hours before bed? For a lot of people, they would get tired and bored and fall asleep earlier. That's not everyone's case, but it is amazing how people who have a hard time falling asleep, how much of an impact screens have on their sleep. And then the biggest thing I find with with sleep hygiene is just having a consistent routine, like a calm, relaxing routine that you follow every time you go to bed because that is what kind of helps set you up for sleep. So, you know, it it doesn't have to be super elaborate. It doesn't even have to be super long. It just depends on like what helps you feel relaxed. Maybe you do some stretching. Maybe you have a bath. Maybe you have a shower. Maybe it's as simple as brushing your teeth and washing your face, getting your PJs on or whatever, and tucking yourself into bed. Maybe you say prayers or do some form of journaling at night. Um, Maybe you write a list for the basic things you need to do for the next day. But that you something that you do consistently in a calm manner so that your body knows what to expect. That is really, really helpful for getting, getting you to fall asleep. The other thing I want to mention here is that when you get enough sleep, it changes the way you eat. And I should probably put it the other way around, is that when you don't sleep enough, you make poor dietary choices. And we've talked about in the previous couple episodes how important nutrition is for your immune system. So again, the sleep links back to the diet, and both of those are independently linked to the immune system. And so it's kind of a double whammy effect when you're not getting enough sleep. Uh, So really, really focus on and prioritize getting enough sleep. 
keep those rooms dark and cool, have a calm, soothing routine at night without screens for at least an hour. You know, and if you need a reset, one of the ways that can be really good to help reset your clock and get you sleeping is actually to go camping. And part of that is that the, is the lack of artificial light. So quite often, you know, it gets, you know, it gets dark, you have your campfire, which is a form of light, but it's more in the red range. Uh, and then generally like you've been outside all day. So that's the other part is of sleep is having a productive day. Um, and if you're outside more, that tends to help aid in sleep. And yeah, studies have shown like if you go camping for seven to 10 days, that can really reset your clock. But there have been other studies that have shown that even just camping for the weekend can help to reset your clock. So if you're uh, kind of at the end of your rope, maybe just take a camping trip, get your sleep back. Uh, And during the winter, maybe that's not as as, uh, advisable, especially here in Canada that probably needs some extra gear and a lot of extra willpower, but in, in the summer, that's something to consider. And in the winter, just getting back to that good routine and a comfortable room and no screen time before bed. So think about what you can do to help improve your sleep and ask yourself, are you waking without an alarm feeling refreshed? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, it would mean a lot if you could review this podcast wherever you are listening. For more information on lifestyle changes you can make, including my free class on a natural approach to cold and flu season, visit my website, dryuremco.com. Until next time, be well and take care.